We're driving Madeline to Saltburn, but it's going to take us from May to December. I'm Van Connor. And I'm Adam Ball, and this is Off Screen, your seven day guide to everything movies. Boom. Hello and welcome back to the show then. Let's crap straight on with our next movie, uh, May, December. This is also out in cinemas from today, but also on Sky Cinema from Friday the 8th of December. So you haven't actually got to wait too long if you want to just, you know, watch this from the comfort of your own home. No, three, I think it's three weeks. So, hopefully it works out. Um, yeah, yeah, I not think, long at all. I think Sky, Sky, I think, bought this in, I think it was Sundance as the as the distribution arm. They, they I think it's a partnership with Studio Canal. Uh, but it's the new movie by Todd Haynes, who's not exactly a low profile filmmaker you know gave us i'm not there and carol and uh far from thanks far from heaven uh with julianne moore this stars julianne moore so it's a reunion of sorts in in that sense but you also get natalie portman in the mix so it is the teaming up of the two it centers around uh, a woman in i think she's in her mid-50s played by play by moore who decades previous became a national tabloid news sensation when, whilst married and in her 30s, she, as a schoolteacher, entered into a relationship with her 13-year-old pupil. She then got pregnant, served time in prison, uh, got released, and the pair made a go of it. So she has this much younger husband. They have a a, a young family of three now college-age uh three college-age children, and this story has become the focus of an indie movie, the star of which, Natalie Portman, visits Julianne Moore and her husband, and their family, effectively, in order to get to know them, to figure out what the reality is behind this story. And as she does, of course, she starts to, to get each member of the family and every you know the lo- people in the local community to tell her more about what happens, tell her more about the story. She finds herself... Not only coming to sympathise less with Julianne Moore, not only finding that the story doesn't quite agree with her palette, but also discovering that she herself is being drawn into the magnetism of the same young man that Julianne Moore was decades previous. I've got a clip for you. This is um, a member of the local community telling Natalie Portman exactly how the couple are seen. They're sweet, aren't they? Very. They're a very beloved part of this community. I can see that. So, what is it you love most about Gracie? She always knows what she wants. She's unapologetic. I've got to ask um, where the title came from, May, December. Because obviously the age gap between Julianne Moore and her husband, it's it's a May December romance. It's a textbook uh, May December romance, as we as we are told. Um, interestingly, not written in any capacity by Haynes. I think it is based loosely on a on, a, on some form of true story. Um, but the performances here are immaculate. Now I know Haynes gets a lot of love uh, from my peers. And I don't get me wrong, I think he makes uh, great dramas for a niche audience. And I say that given that his most prominent film probably is Carol, which is, you know, it's a Patricia Highsmith novel. And that's not really aimed at me. So it's not really surprising that the film didn't really do an awful lot of great performances, but the film left me cold. This, however, this might be the Todd Haynes movie that I've enjoyed the most 
in all these years, in all these years of Tom Hayes, I've never enjoyed one this much. I was great. Like, really good performances, a really captivating story. The way in which the, the, the history and depth of this relationship is explored, the manner in which it unfolds and details are presented to us, is really compelling and done in a brilliant way. But powered throughout by this wonderfully cold performance from Julianne Moore that you could take either way, but also... A really uh, intriguing, unusually mature performance uh, from Natalie Portman, who, I I mean, to to be honest with you, I haven't seen Natalie Portman in the movie for a few years. I think since, what was the pop star one she did a couple of years ago? Oscar, babe. She did a pop star one a couple of years ago. It's outside of that, I think, since Jackie, which is five years since she was Jackie O. But this is a much more mature, richer, older person's performance that again, he's just wrapped up in this much younger physicality of Natalie Portman, and it reminds you of how, you know, when even as a child actress, how sort of mature she was on her years, she always was on the performative stage, um, which is she's just got skills. Natalie Portman is a woman of skill. Always has been, always will be, kind of confirms it here. And I, yes, I know I'm saying that about someone who starred in the movie Your Highness, one of the worst comedies <laughs> ever made. But, but you know what? The, the, the armor bikini scene was worth that movie on its own, and I will die on this hill. Um, but yeah, I, I will also single out as well Charles Melton, who, not an actor I knew particularly, but I know does have a big fan base because he's in, uh, what's he called, Riverdale? Is it Riverdale, the Archie show, the, the horror Archie show that like the CW crowd are obsessed with? I It's where we get Lily Reinhardt from. That's all I know. But, <laughs> I don't know what did the you, teenagers Did you watch. say... <laughs> well, neither do I. I'm, I'm older than you, I think. Um, you, you, did you say that this... You daytime, think... you know. <laughs> did you say you think this was based on a, on a true story? Because for I, I me, that this, would make yeah. me want to watch it. I think there is a loose true story to this. I've not found a mention of it offhand. But, I mean, also, I mean, let's be honest, it's one of those stories that could be taken from a thousand tabloid stories, particularly in the, particularly in North America, true. somehow. But, uh, but you can say, this is, the performances here are absolutely brilliant. Like, they keep you... What was bad about it? I'd be honest, I didn't find much bad about it. I was really swept away in this. It got me really quickly. Um, and, and also... I'm gonna be honest. This this one this one keeps this week's hotness barrier up. Like you know, there's a there's, oh. there's a frank there's a frank sexuality to this that I really admired. Also, it's very rare to see a movie go with a somewhat plausible sex scene, which yeah, yeah one of those things. <clears throat> you know the, the the real world mechanics. You're like that never happens. Yeah, they actually get around that in this one. I applaud any movie that does that. Hats off to you, Todd. Hats off to you. But like I say. This is one that you see for the performances, but you also see for, see for a very gripping story, but mostly for those performances. Are we going to see this pop up at some of the award ceremonies happening soon, do you think? I would not be surprised to see this snuck in. You know? I mean, the only thing working against it, I think, is the release pattern, the idea that it's like a Sky Cinema type thing. Like, I feel like that gives it a bit of a made-for-cable baggage that usually hurts films. Then again, there's always one or two that do slip through. And I think the fact that this yeah. is Todd Haynes will, you know, that that name carries weight on the awards circuit. I mean, not a brilliant amount of, of weight. It's not like Carol swept the awards or anything like that. But, you know, it got recognised. And that's that's the kind of thing you get Todd Haynes for. You look at that body of work and you look at things like I'm Not There, which is quite an insane Bob Dylan movie. If you've seen, that's the one where different actors play Bob Dylan at different points in his life. And it's it, yeah. Yes, I've heard about that. Not managed to see that, but that actually that's that's another one on my list. I mean, my list is that's getting pretty long, to be fair. 
Yeah, but you've known me for years. <laughs> that's why <laughs> you never you never walk for anything <laughs> yes. to watch. How many, how many that times is you very, text very, me very true. You'll always text me and maybe, well, what can I watch tonight? I'm like, you kidding? I've given you 68 things in the last month. Watch what you write none of them down. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but I will get round to them. And, you know, this is something... I mean, it's not top of my list. Saltburn is near the top, from what you said. But May, oh, yeah. December, um, it's in cinemas in cinemas from today um, and uh, on Sky Cinema from the 8th of December, if you want to save it for the comfort of your own home. Uh, right, one left to talk about. Driving Madeline. We'll see what Van thought of that one in just a second. All right, stay there. And now it's time for a segment we like to call Offscreen Pays the Bills. Hey, Adam. Hey, Van. So, what's going on? Ain't nothing going on but the rent. You know how it is. So it's a big thanks to our sponsors this week at Unfold. Imagine a life where you're not running about all the time, racing the clock, with a path to well-being designed specifically with you in mind. Well, you can find that with Unfold, a transformative three-month program for you to reliably feel better with unique tools like the work of Byron Katie, non-sleep, deep rest practices, and integral coaching, all woven together to guide you towards self-discovery and holistic well-being. Unfold uses a combination of weekly one-on-one meetings, guided relaxations, and a carefully designed individual roadmap to help you gain clarity, personal growth, and a deeper understanding of yourself, combining inner work with deep rest. So bring your stress, your heartache, finances, relationships, and anything that you feel is keeping you from feeling free, and let it all unfold, ayo, in the direction of well-being. And as a listener of Offscreen, you can get a 15% discount. Plus, you can also book a 30-minute free trial for a taster of the Unfold program. So if you're ready to say hello to a more balanced life, head over to ChristinaBonet.com. The website address will be right below in the show notes. Thanks again to Unfold. Now, if you're anything like me, the holiday season brings with it a bevy of stresses, arrangements, and obligations. So what I like to have taken off my proverbial plate is finding convenient but still nutritious meals to, to sort of keep me going. Luckily, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can fix just that. Fueling you up for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in my case, all the screenings in between, with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You can save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. And best of all, there's loads of options for different diets. For the calorie conscious, there are dietitian approved calorie smart meals, all with around or less than 550 calories per serving. If it's an extra boost you're after, there are the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more in each. Gourmet Plus, Lunch to Go, they've, they've got you covered. And best of all, you get to skip the trip to Waitrose of all the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, and still get the flavor and nutritional value you need. Factor meals are never frozen, and they're ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. So head on over to factormeals.com slash offscreen50 and use the code offscreen50 to get 50% off. That's code offscreen50 at factormeals.com slash offscreen50 to get 50% off. And now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to the show then. Let's crap straight on with our next movie, uh, May, December. This is also out in cinemas from today, but also on Sky Cinema from Friday the 8th of December. So you haven't actually got to wait too long if you want to just, you know, watch this from the comfort of your own home. No, three, I think three weeks. So. Hopefully works out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I not long at all. I think Sky, Sky, I think, bought this in, I think it was Sundance as the as the distribution arm. They, they I think it's a partnership with Studio Canal. Uh, but it's the new movie by Todd Haynes, who's not 
not exactly a low-profile filmmaker. You know, gave us I'm Not There and Carol and uh, Far From Thanks, Far From Heaven uh, with Julianne Moore. This stars Julianne Moore, so it's a reunion of sorts in, in that sense, but you also get Natalie Portman in the mix, so it is the teaming up of the two. It centres around uh, a woman in, I think she's in her mid-50s, played by, played by Moore, who decades previous became a national tabloid news sensation when, whilst married and in her 30s, she, as a schoolteacher, entered into a relationship with her 13-year-old pupil. She then got pregnant, served time in prison, uh, got released, and the pair made a go of it. So she has this much younger husband. They have a, a, a young family of three now college-age uh, three college-age children, and this story has become the focus of an indie movie, the star of which, Natalie Portman, visits Julianne Moore and her husband and their family, effectively, in order to get to know them, to figure out what the reality is behind this story. And as she does, of course, she starts to, to get each member of the family and every you know the lo- people in the local community to tell her more about what happened, to tell her more about the story. She finds herself... Not only coming to sympathise less with Julianne Moore, not only finding the story doesn't quite agree with her palate, but also discovering that she herself is being drawn into the magnetism of the same young man that Julianne Moore was decades previous. I've got a clip for you. This is um, a member of the local community telling Natalie Portman exactly how the couple are seen. They're sweet, aren't they? Very. They're a very beloved part of this community. I can see that. So, what is it you love most about Gracie? She always knows what she wants. She's unapologetic. I've got to ask um, where the title came from, May, December. Because, obviously, the age gap between Julianne Moore and her husband... It's it's a May December romance. It's a textbook uh, May December romance, as we as we are told. Um, interestingly, not written in any capacity by Haynes. I think it is based loosely on a on, a, on some form of true story. Um, but the performances here are immaculate. Now I know Haynes gets a lot of love uh, from my peers, and I don't get me wrong. I think he makes uh, great dramas for a niche audience, and I say that given that his most prominent film probably is Carol, which is, you know, it's a Patricia Highsmith novel, and that's not really aimed at me, so it's not really surprising that the film didn't really do an awful lot of great performances, but the film left me cold. This, however, this might be the Todd Haynes movie that I've enjoyed the most in all these years. In all these years of Todd Haynes I've never enjoyed one this much. I was great. Like, really good performances, a really captivating story. The way in which the, the, the history and depth of this relationship is explored, the manner in which it unfolds and details are presented to us is really compelling and done in a brilliant way. But powered throughout by this wonderfully cold performance from Julianne Moore that you could take either way. But also... A really uh, intriguing, unusually mature performance uh, from Natalie Portman, who, I I mean, to to be honest with you, I haven't seen Natalie Portman in the movie for a few years. I haven't seen, what was the pop star one she did a couple of years ago? Oscar, babe. She did a pop star one a couple of years ago. It's outside of that, I think, since Jackie, which is five years since she was Jackie O. But this is a much more mature, richer, older person's performance 
that again he's just wrapped up in this much younger physicality of Natalie Portman and it reminds you of how you know when even as a child actress how sort of mature she by on her years she always was on the performative stage um, which is she's just got skills Natalie Portman is a woman of skill always has been always will be kind of confirms it here and I, yes I know I'm saying that about someone who starred in the movie Your Highness one of the worst comedies <laughs> ever made. but but you know what? The, the, the armor bikini scene was worth that movie on its own, and I will die on this hill. Um, but yeah, I, I will also single out as well Charles Melton, who, not an actor I knew particularly, but I know does have a big fan base because he's in, uh, what's he called? Riverdale? Is it Riverdale? The Archie show? The, the horror Archie show that, like, the CW crowd are obsessed with? I, it's where we get Lily Reinhardt from. That's all I know. But. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did watch. you say? <laughs> well, neither do I. I'm older than you, I think. Um, you, you, did you say that this? You daytime, think? You know. <laughs> did you say you think this was based on a on a true story? Because for I, I me, that would make yeah. me want to watch it. I think there is a loose true story to this. I've not found a mention of it offhand, but I mean, also, I mean, let's be honest. It's one of those stories that could be taken from a thousand tabloid stories, particularly in the particularly in North true. America somehow. But uh, but you can say this is the performances here are absolutely brilliant. Like they keep you. What was bad about it? Office. I'd be honest. I didn't find much bad about it. I was really swept away in this. It got me really quickly, um, and, and also. I'm gonna be honest. This this one this one keeps this week's hotness barrier up. Like you know, there's a there's, oh. there's a frank there's a frank sexuality to this that I really admired. Also, it's very rare to see a movie go with a somewhat plausible sex scene, which yeah, yeah one of those things. <clears throat> you know the, the the real world mechanics. You're like that never happens. Yeah, they actually get around that in this one. I applaud any movie that does that. Hats off to you, Todd. Hats off to you. But like I say. This is one that you see for the performances, but you also see for, see for a very gripping story, but mostly for those performances. Are we going to see this pop up at some of the award ceremonies happening soon, do you think? I would not be surprised to see this snuck in. You know? I mean, the only thing working against it, I think, is the release pattern, the idea that it's like a Sky Cinema type thing. Like, I feel like that gives it a bit of a made-for-cable baggage that usually hurts films. Then again, there's always one or two that do slip through. And I think the fact that this yeah. is Todd Haynes will, you know, that that name carries weight on the awards circuit. I mean, not a brilliant amount of, of weight. It's not like Carol swept the awards or anything like that. But, you know, it got recognised. And that's that's the kind of thing you get Todd Haynes for. You look at that body of work and you look at things like I'm Not There, which is quite an insane Bob Dylan movie. If you've ever seen that's the one where different actors play Bob Dylan at different points in his life. And it's it, yeah. Yes, I've heard about that and not managed to see that. But that actually, that's, that's another one on my list. I mean, my list is that's getting pretty long, to be fair. Yeah, but you've known me for years. Hey. That's why <laughs> you never, you never want for anything <laughs> yes. to watch. How many, how many that times is you very, text very, me very true. You'll always text me and evening. Well, what can I watch tonight? I'm like, you kidding? I've given you 68 things in the last month. Watch what you write none of them down. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but I will get round to them. And you know, this is something. I mean, it's not top of my list. Saltburn is near the top from what you said. But May oh, yeah. December, um, it's in cinemas. In cinemas from today, um, and uh, on Sky Cinema from the eighth of December. If you want to save it for the comfort of your own home. Uh, right, one left to talk about. Driving Madeline. We'll see what Van thought of that one in just a second. All right, stay there. Hi. 
Hello and welcome back to the show for one last ride then. Let's look at driving Madeline. So, Van, talk to me about the uh, the point of this movie. The, the point? I mean, talk about burying the lead. What's the point of it? What is the movie? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, speak- what's, what's it focusing on? What, what, what's the point of any art, Adam? You know, it's one of those things. <laughs> so, Do I go and see it or not? Well, exactly. That. So, I mean, you know, mess around here. Right, uh, so new movie uh, written and directed by uh, Christian uh, Carrion. So I believe French filmmaker who gave us Joyous Noël. I think from the mid mid to late 2000s, that was the French drama about about the famous incident in World War One, where they all got out of the trenches and played football on Christmas Day, which was actually a pretty good movie, to be fair. Because obviously we all know that story. It was nice to see it actually dramatised as a movie. So Joy is not, I have a lot of time for. Yeah. Uh, he's back with, again, this is loosely based on a real person. Loosely. So it stars uh, Lene Renaud as the, a 92-year-old woman, the Madeleine of the title, who comes out of her flat at the beginning of the movie and gets in a cab. And over the course of the movie, she's getting from her flat to an old folks' home. And throughout the course of this journey, she tells a sort of downtrodden, suffering cabbie, played by the comedian Danny Boone, the story of her life. You know, all about how, you know, as a young lady, she fell in love with the Parisian boards, finding her home in musical theatre amongst friends and laugh and love and then that one time where she drugged and took a blowtorch to her abusive boyfriend slash husband and then got sent to prison for 25 <laughs> years you know that old chestnut yeah wow tells all this. <laughs> yeah. that's the first half brilliant hour. that's the first third of this movie <laughs> well so, i'm i've been bought yeah you see what i mean you're watching that aren't you now there's no clip because it is yeah. a subtitled french film but Wow, this goes this goes places. Okay, so I, I really enjoyed this. Um, first of all, great performances from uh, Lenae Renault and in her younger incarnation, because we aren't we, we get a lot through flashbacks. I'm going to talk about in a moment. Uh, you have uh, Alice Izars or I, Izars, I think her name is, and as I say, Danny Boone as the as the, the cab driver Charles. Um, so you've got these two parallel storylines. So you've basically got the present day in the cab, you know, like 2023, she's in the cab, she's gone from A to B. And it is the story of her, like, getting to know this cab driver. And then you've also got the storyline that is the flashbacks that take you through her life, in which she's played by uh, Alex Izars, and, you know, dealing with all of this, you know, what becomes of her son, etc. And they're two very different films, is worth it, but they work surprisingly well together. So on the one hand, you have this quite fun driving Miss Daisy riff, you know, like a modern Parisian driving Miss Daisy. And then on the other hand, you know, you you have something that in the English language we'd put up for best actress, and it would be an Oscar baby. You know, kind of like uh, what was that? What was that British TV? Bad was it? Bad Girls that used to be in the British prison. The, the TV oh, show, yeah, yeah, prison. yeah, the women's yeah. prison, yeah. yeah. And then there are other times where it's like period piece French bad girls, which I'm down for. Yeah, you this worked on me. Um, just thunderingly shorter and tidy 95 minutes. They get a lot done in 90, like they go through 92 years of a life in roughly the same number of minutes. Like I said, with this absolutely thundering performance from Lene Renaud, who just oh god, she's just no F's given. Like very much one of those performances, but it's it's but it's in this in this film that absolutely recognises you know the age old adage of you know sort of innocuous kindly old lady 
does not mean she was always an innocuous, kindly old lady. And that story, I exactly. think, explored here really, really well. Um, like I say, I, I thought just, I was just gripped by it, just captivated. I thought this was a really solid, you only have to, timely sort of period piece drama. You only have to look at Miriam Margulies, don't you, to, to realise what you're saying there, that the innocent old lady was, wasn't was always an innocent old lady. It'll <laughs> always be nursy to me. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was, I was going to ask, with, with movies like this that are foreign movies, do you ever notice characteristics that foreign movies, something that foreign movies have that maybe we lack when we, when we have English movies that we review? That- that actually is an interesting question. With this one in particular, you do notice the manner in which they balance those two tones of those two stories is the kind of thing that I think you find more in European cinema than you do in Western or English language. Like, I feel there is more of a willingness to play more with tone. And I feel like this, and this is really perfectly judged, it's never veers into silly or anything like that, but it's just, like I say, it's funny and heartwarming, but at the same time, just really dark and horrifying in moments but I, 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 just, I was just absolutely captivated by it well there you go if you want to make your own mind up driving Madeline is in cinemas from today as well um, right let's before we talk about next week let's talk about the movie of the week so I want you to just pick one that we have spoken about today that you would judge as the movie of the week I think I know which one you're going to say but we'll see yeah you think I mean it's, it's clearly Saltburn I mean, Saltburn is clearly the best movie out this year. Yeah. I really, I really love Saltburn. I can't wait to see it again. You know, I do this thing every Christmas um, when I have the, you know, the, the, the Christmas sort of two weeks off. Because there's no movies, really. They, they show us the movies long before Christmas break. And then, obviously, they come out over. Um, so I wind up with, like, two weeks with, like, naff all to do. And I will, uh, every year, as a tradition, I will sit and I will go through the stack of Oscar screeners. It used to be a stack. Now they're, you know, Vimeo links or whatever. Uh, but I'll go through the list of the Oscar movies for the year that I've really enjoyed. Uh, my best of the year kind of thing. And I'll revisit them so that as we then come back from Christmas and we go into the awards season, I, I know my I've got my faves down. You know what I mean? Like, this was good. I'll give it a second go. It's still good. This is what I'm backing. Saltburn is absolutely up on that pile. That is that is quite high up on the stack, the proverbial stack for me to revisit that this year. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing that again. I think that Barry Keogh performance, I I just think he's clearly getting nominated. He's so good. If you are going to be sat on your backside for two weeks over Christmas, um, between Christmas and New Year, why don't we get you into my show, my radio show, and you can go through some of the best movies of the year. You can come in. We, we, see, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a plan, doesn't it? So this is, see, this is how we do it. Get you busy. Yeah, so it's just, just it's not what you know, <laughs> isn't it? It's totally how this goes. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Saltburn, that's my baby for the week. Okay, yeah, I thought that was the one you were going to say. Um, all right, let's look at next week then, because, of course, we will be back next week. Um, Lost in... And I don't know anything about any of these, to be honest. Lost in the Night. What's this one about? So, Lost in the Night is a new Spanish-language thriller about a young Mexican boy who's uh, seeking to find his missing mother. So it looks like quite a gritty, raw movie. I'm quite looking forward to this one. Um... Oh, hang on, Stitch in Time. Oh, we uh, we've also got next week um, a Stitch in Time, which is the story of a dressmaker who befriends a young Chinese language fashion designer, which I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. It seems like it's got some quirk. It looks so charming. I was hoping it was going to be something to do with time travel. No. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of a wrinkle in time. <laughs> you're thinking of a wrinkle in time. <laughs> I 
can I can reasonably say that I'm sure this ne- this movie next week will be better than A Wrinkle in Time was. Just just off the top of my head, just just edging about, just completely off the top of my head. Apropos nothing, but uh, we have also got a new Disney movie next week, which. Well, I mean, it'd be nice to get to see it. So if anyone from Disney is listening, holler at your boy. You know, just just hook me up. Come on. Um, Wish is out next week. I've been quite looking forward to it. And, of course, the biggie next week. And we know we're going to hear about this in awards season, maybe, because it's Ridley Scott, is Napoleon. Napoleon is out next week with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Vanessa Kirby. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Like I say, I mean, they've removed the kink from Napoleon, which, which you know, I think is a shame. But uh, it's a Ridley Scott Napoleon movie. What am I not going to love about that? Brilliant. Well, there's four that we're going to look at next week, and we'll see what Van thought of those once he's seen them in between now and then. Hopefully he gets to see all of them. Uh, but we'll find out next week, of course, uh, when we shall... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that is all we've got time for this week on Off Screen. Of course, we shall return next week. Until then, I've been Adam Ball. And I've been Van Connor. And we'll be back. 